Err. Okay. Squad. Squad. Squad goals. Yeah. Bro tip number 104. Never admit you can't drive stick, even if you can't. All right, so we're ready to roll then? <laughs> <laughs> so we're ready to go? All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to this week's episode of the Second City Kids podcast. Today, I have a very special guest. No Adam. Adam's eating like the bum that he is. Introduce yourself, sir. Uh, they like to call me Jabril in these parts, but y'all can just call me Gabe. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, Gabe, what's going on, buddy? Uh, you know, just Sunday afternoon, chilling, trying to get this podcast started. Yeah. Uh, we were like, see, here's the deal with the podcast this week. We were we jumped topics like seven times because we were supposed to have many of people here, and it ended up being just me and Gabe. It was supposed to be about comics at first, and then we're like, hey, uh, people started to dip on us as far as the topic goes. So we're like, cool, maybe we should do magic because Gabe just got into magic and spent a whole uh, lot of money yes, on it. Yes, yes, Magic the Gathering. Magic the Gathering, the beautiful card game that we play. So we were supposed to have another guy, but he kind of bailed on us. Alton, I'm looking at you. <clears throat> you Disappointing Dastard, stares. You dastardly motherfucker. <laughs> you got my hopes up, and then you just... Shed all over it. Shed all over it. Took it away from us. But oh well. To no avail. To, honest to God, we don't have a... I don't write anything down this week. We're just going to shoot the shit because me and Gabe do that. Improv. Improvisation at its <laughs> finest. Gabe, you got anything for us to start off the day? Okay. Let us start with recent movies. Have oh. you seen anything? I have not really seen anything recently. I want to see The Martian. Right. Um, have you noticed that it's always why, – why can't I think of the actor's name? The one who's getting rescued. Matt Damon? Matt Damon. Why is it always him getting rescued? Like Saving Private Ryan. Good point. Inception. The Martian. He wasn't in Inception. Right. He wasn't. Of course. Not. What are you talking about, bro? I'm thinking of another movie. What was he in? Matt Damon? Matt Damon. Matt Damon. Where he gets rescued aside from Private Ryan. Um, I can't think of anything off the top of my dome. I'm not even going to lie to you. Or he's getting rescued. Because I was, I was going to say Planet of the Apes, but no, that was Marky Mark. <laughs> so, I mean, they're close enough, but, but not really. They kind of look similar, but yeah, that's not him. I think The Martian looks great, but in all honesty, if we replace Matt Damon with Riff Raff, I think that might just <laughs> kickstart the whole campaign. Feel all me? right. I see what you did there, and I'm not going to take it away from you. That was extremely clever. But yeah, The Martian looks cool. I'm going to check it out. I hear good things about it. It's based off a novel as well. Yes, I heard. Um, Interesting story for those who don't know. Martian is a story about a man who was leading a team of explorers to Mars to check out and see if it was like uh, livable, I guess. Um, I guess a sandstorm happens on Mars regularly, so that's what he got caught up in. He got stuck. The team left. He got left behind, so he has to science his way through uh, living until he gets rescued if people even know that he's alive, which they don't. So... uh, that's interesting. I also want to see The Walk. Mm, I heard that movie gave people literally vertigo in the theaters, and they're hurling everywhere. And it's, I don't know. I just think it's really fitting for a movie like that. If you're going to show people walking over buildings on a tightrope in 3D, and it doesn't give you vertigo, you, you fucked up somewhere. Not even just that, but IMAX 3D. So like you said, if it, the dog if, – uh, if oh, the dog. I was going to say the dog because <laughs> the dog <laughs> – because <laughs> the dog, no, because the dog is barking in the background and it's going through my head, and hopefully you guys can't pick that up. But it's according to the sound waves, it doesn't even look like you're picking me up. But whatever, we'll figure it out in post. But um, yeah, the fact that um, it's an IMAX 3D and um, 
like you said, people were getting vertigo and like curling and shit uh, is uh, kind of an incredible feat. And like you said, if it, if it wasn't that way, I would say mission on a mission failed. Yeah, right? mission failed on that one. Yeah, snake, snake. Uh, you see, I'm not a Metal Gear Solid fan, so I, I wouldn't get it. I am, but you you understood those from Metal Gear Solid at least. Right. Right. Speaking of Metal Gear Solid, I'm pretty sure I might have covered this in last week's episode, but I got a little bit further along. Um, and uh, I'm just going to say that so far, so good. The game is a fucking masterpiece. Um, much typical to the Metal Gear series. Um, but I spent a, about a solid 45 minutes on a boss fight. So um, that's very typical. I Keep in mind that in um, Metal Gear Solid 4, Guns of the Patriots, um, I literally spent two hours fighting a boss. One playthrough. Have you played Dark Souls? I have not played Dark Souls. I think I spent two and a half days on that fucking... Um Quileg fight. That was a bitch. Yep. The whole just what single fight? Oh yeah, single boss fight. It's not even like in the middle of the game yet. So did you like have to constantly save, or did you go two days straight through? So you can only save by resting at a bonfire. Okay. And the bonfire, you have to run through this whole fucking swamp, get to her, dodge bullets, and then you fight her. Yep. So every time you die, you respawn at the last bonfire, which is, of course, across the swamp. Yeah. And it's just a bitch, just getting through all that. So what did you do? You just put it on pause when you were in between, or what's the deal? You just played it. All I just the way kept through? going all the way through. Just kept going, man. The whole entire time. The whole entire time. That is insane. It took piss breaks and everything, but on one boss fight. On one boss fight, it just it took the life out of me. Because when I played Metal Gear Solid Four, I literally played thirty six hours straight. I didn't stop. So the fact that you've spent that amount of time on one boss is it's insane. insane. <laughs> it's insane. That is like unnecessarily. Uh, yeah, it's just unnecessary. So the moral of the story, do drugs, don't play video games. Absolutely. It's much cheaper, a lot less uh, time-consuming. Um, but, uh, but yeah, Metal Gear Solid is awesome. <laughs> That's pretty much the gist of all that story. Gabe, uh, have you got any new tunes that you've been listening to recently? Have I have any new tunes? Um, well, I just started using Spotify Premium the other week. Yep. And I made a punk station just to check it out, kind of get the feel of Spotify. Yeah. So on there, they threw on like some low-key rancid, like cool. Olympia Washington, Hyena, stuff like that. They threw up some Bad Religion, Yellow Card, shit like that, man. That's yep. just really been getting me going. Yep. But I made a gym station. Okay. And so they threw on some throwback Atreyu. I'm talking about lip gloss and black. Ooh. They threw Deftones on there, seven words. And then they threw on Riot by Three Days Grace. And I was just like, dude, Let's go Riot. that song's fucking great. And yeah. then they threw on some new Three Days Grace off their new album, I Am Machine. I have not listened to it at all. It's great, man. It's still got that Three Days Grace feel, but you could totally tell that they've matured and shit. And they're just, uh, you could almost tell that they're 30-year-old men. And they're like, dude, this is a real problem amongst us. We're not just angsty teens anymore. But angsty teens is the best kind of stuff, man. Oh, yeah. My, my chemical romance. <laughs> I mean... I guess for some people it was angsty. Um, for those who are, uh, haven't been talking to me recently, I discovered a new app called Periscope. Uh, I literally discovered it on Friday night. Um, and today, right now, I literally just started the stream for our, uh, <laughs> our show. Uh, you can see it live on Periscope if you wanted to. This is um, – hi, everybody. You could do a live Q&A if we wanted to, but right now there's not a whole lot of people tuning in. But, yeah, so we're just going to continue to run our show the way that it is. Um, you could find us on, uh, like I said, at Second City Kids at Periscope, also on Twitter, and Snapchat, I believe, on Instagram. You could find me at Second City Kids J. 
the letter, not which the, stands for Jacob. Which stands for Jacob. That's just my name. Gabe, throw out your plugs while you're at it. If you got any uh, Instagram, if you want people to follow or Snapchats or anything. Uh, you see, I like to stay away from social media, but if you have a Snapchat, add me at gabe two seven eight five. What do those numbers represent, Gabe? Um, well, when I was in elementary school, we had a four digit password, and that was my four digit password. <laughs> Why though? I I don't it's know. I'm not number. <laughs> it's just a random assortment of numbers. It just kind of stuck. And now that's my thing for everything, man. Everything for everything. He, you know, he says that it's like his email too, just about. It's so. my email, my Xbox. It's just about Your everything. Xbox? If you need any way to contact me, even through RuneScape, just feel free. RuneScape. Those eight codes, man. Those eight codes. <laughs> <laughs> so, Gabe, um, you're talking about consoles. What what console are you rocking these days? Okay. Uh, I got to admit, I'm kind of outdated. I still have my Game Boy Advanced, which oh, I'm yeah. never getting rid of, by the way. Yep. I'm rocking my Xbox 360, which is I have the second gen Xbox 360, the one that came with the 120 gig hard drive. Red. Um and just to show you how outdated I am with keeping up with video games, the last game I bought was the first Dark Souls and that was two and a half years after it came out. <laughs> Why? Two and a half years after. I just feel like I don't have enough time for these things. But yet, I'll sit down and play card games like Magic, Vanguard, Yu-Gi-Oh! Poker. I don't know, man. I just feel like I'm slowly losing interest. And video games, you think? Yeah, but you know what? Halo 5 is right around the corner. And it's one of those things where if something's going to get me back into it, it's going to be Halo 5 or Knights of the Old Republic don't if they ever decided it, to make one. Don't go PS4, man. I need somebody to play with. Everybody's <laughs> always not on constantly. Or Jacob. Halo 5's on X-Bone. Yeah, I know that. Don't do it. Why? PlayStation is better, bro. <laughs> what do you play on PlayStation? Why, why should I get one? Uh, well, just due to The Last of Us. If you ever played The Last of Us, even if it was on the last console, it's still worth buying the PS4 for because it's a beautiful game and it's a masterpiece and the greatest game ever made. Number one. Number two, um, overall, um, these days with the hardware being what it is, the PS4 slightly edges the xbox and with all the fancy smanchy things they got coming out these days it's going to be sweet um we have you know i just i need friends Gabe, <laughs> to be honest I, i'm lonely i i am lonely. i am the last of us <laughs> I, I am the last of us um a lot of my friends either if they play um they have really bad internet so i, I kind of get by myself and i get lonely and you I get, get that lag rage yeah i fucking had him yeah the hitbox said it oh yeah totally um actually it's funny because i was this is not recently at all by any means but we were playing destiny a couple months ago actually probably about a year ago when it came out and we were having fun but the people where i was playing with they were like sharing the same internet oh so it God. was just like taco bell connection uh, it was so, it was potato man it was insane but it is what it is my mom said hi so hi mom yeah Gabe's hi jacob's a, mom yeah so um uh, but yeah uh what else uh, but yeah, you should go PS4. I need somebody to play with, especially with Tom Clancy coming out. Oh my God, Tom Clancy games, man! Splinter Cell was my jam. Yeah, man, Splinter Cell is the way it is, man. But um, yeah, with Rainbow Six coming out, um, with the the beta's finishing up today, I believe this is the last day for the beta, and I had a fucking blast playing that game. I this is just the beta, and I know it's incomplete. Overall, though, I'm having a, a lot of fun um, with the beta, and um, I recommend everybody buy it if they haven't or if they're not planning on it to plan on it so um i'm looking for people to play with to be honest so peer pressure yeah so i'm gonna leave that there and hope for the best on that so gabe you got you got into magic right yeah uh so i got into magic about i want to say a week ago literally a week ago <laughs> i bought the a week uh ago, yeah. 
I bought the intro deck for Origins, which is kind of yeah. stupid because Zendikar came out literally on Friday. And Origins is still in the rotation, but at this point, I was like, well, fuck, I should have just gotten a Zendikar deck. Yep. But I got the Black and Red Demonic Pact, or whatever it's called, mm-hmm. and it's cool. It's a burn beatdown deck. But I picked up a box of Zendikar on Friday. Yep. So through that, I'm currently working on a black-white build, which basically revolves around uh, the allies. Because whenever you call out another ally, mm-hmm. some effects apply, blah, blah, blah. So, what the black cards do is whenever uh, you gain life, apply X effect. Yep. So, the setup is my black side has literally all creatures, maybe two or three sorcery slash instants. And now my white setup, I only have a handful of creatures, let's say three to five. I don't know the exact number. And everything else in there are instants. And those instants are great because they're super cheap. Like um, uh, Tandem Tactics, okay? You okay. play one white, one colorless. And up to two creatures you control gain plus one, plus two. And then, boom, right off the bat, you gain two life. So not only do you get to boost two of your creatures for yep. one, two, but then your my black cards apply. So whenever you would gain life, Nirkana Assassin gains death touch, yep. which is great for yep. getting over things. I run four copies of Nirkana Assassin. Yep. And then um, there's an ally card, a white card. Whenever you would gain life, all the cards you can, all the creatures you control gain lifelink. Very nice. Which is Web beautiful. Yep. And then I run a copy of this mountain goat who costs two white, five colorless. It has vigilance, lifelink, and basically at the start of your upkeep, if you have 40 or more life, you win the duel. So what you're saying is that you're ready for all comers. Uh, yeah, I would say so. I think I need just a couple more copies of certain amounts of cards yep. and maybe to adjust the ratios, but I think I got the gist of the jack, of the deck down. The jack. The jack. Let me tell you something about magic. <laughs> you know, it's kind of funny because for the past, like, I've been playing card games forever, man, ever yep. since I could remember, whether it be, you know, Yu-Gi-Oh! Everybody played Yu-Gi-Oh! at a point. Yep. But, like, magic has always been a running gag. It's like, oh, hey, uh, let's go pick up magic. Ha, ha, ha. Me and my friends. But then, like, last week, and I was like, dude, what if we actually do pick up magic? What if it's something we're missing out on? And we picked it up. I'm going to say I'm kind of fanboying a bit because it's cool. It's yeah. resourceful. It makes me think. It's fun. And the deck construction, it's really unique because, let's face it, even if you're running the same build, you're not going to have the same deck layout. Yeah. The thing with Yu-Gi-Oh! is, for, you, for those of y'all that play, Three copies of X, three copies of X, same combo every every duel. Yep. And then Card Fight Vanguard, same thing except four copies, four copies. And if you would play Vanguard, you would know right away that, hey, all the good competitive deck builds basically run around the same format. Yeah. But the thing with Magic is that, dude, you could build whatever you want. If it works, it works. Yep. So, um, Gabe, I don't know. Did you know that I played Magic before you jumped into it? Uh, you see, I think you might have mentioned it a couple of times. Yeah. But... That it wasn't the reason. It yeah. wasn't the Kickstarter that yeah. got me into Magic. It's funny because it wasn't the Kickstarter for you, but I know I was talking to Alton about it because he's really big on Hearthstone or whatever. Yeah. Um, he was talking about how he doesn't like Magic because he doesn't like how the mana works or whatever. So like, I, I'm, I'm glad that the, it all coincided with you two kind of, kind of jumping in at the same time. So um, it kind of inspired me to start building again. So that's my priority. I just bought the deck builder for the Origin set. Uh, I'm going to be working on stuff and hopefully have some shit ready. Did you get the fat pack for that or just the regular? Just the regular deck builder, 285 cards or whatever the fuck Okay, it is. okay. So um, I got some sweet pulls in there. I'm going to be uh, – because I don't play – for those who, who play Magic, I don't play Magic to win. 
And I was telling Gabe this. I play he plays magic. troll. I play to irritate people. I, I play to... Uh, Tell them about your uh, Lifebringer deck. Which one, man? <laughs> <laughs> My white blue. Um, yeah. Pretty much the... Well, actually, I'm going to talk about the build that I'm going to be working on starting today. Um, pretty much, I want to be able to control all mana. The idea is that I have creatures that I can use to tap your mana and... Um, my main card when I'm building around is going to be a black-white. Uh, my main card that I'm building around is a, uh, a creature called Nightmare Horse. And the way it works is it's a star-star creature, and the stars equate how many swamp you have out. Which is absolutely brilliant mid to late game. Yeah. And it's one of the – I believe it costs what? One black, four colorless, or five colorless? Yeah, something like that, yeah. Which is like nothing Cheap. mid to late game. You're yep. just going to be like, hey, I'm going to have a 9-9 beater out. Yeah, but potentially when you – even when you pull it out, and if you throw it out as early as possible, it potentially could be a 6-6 coming right out of the box. Potentially. Yeah. But that's one of those cards you don't essentially want to draw into first turn. Oh, no, 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 no. That's what I'm because saying. Because it's like, well, I could play it as a 1-1 or as a 2-2, but is it going to be as destructive as I want it to be? No, because you can't play it at a 1-1 because it needs a certain amount. Like I said, if I'm, if I'm, if I'm playing oh, yeah, all you're right, black, to pay for the cost. just to pay for the cost, it would be a 7-7 seven, so seven just coming out. Yeah, that, that's pretty great, man. At the 7-7... Seven, seven, Minimum. Yeah, minimum. Minimum. So that that's the uh, and the I have um creatures or white creatures in my deck that help me draw more mana per turn. So like I would have to find the balance between the black and the white because obviously the, the the nightmare horse doesn't work off of um what what is the the, the white land? Is it air? But white, white land is planes. Planes. That's yeah, the planes. So I have to find the balance so I'm not like too overbearing on the planes so I could actually use Nightmare Horse to the best of his abilities and all that good stuff. See, my split for um, lands at the moment is 22. Yeah. I have 9 Swamp, 8 planes, and then 5 uh, five of the Ennies. Okay. I'm sorry, 4 Ennies, and then I have a land that's black or white split. That's nice. So it's kind of giving me options, you know? Yeah. Like, if I don't draw into a Swamp or if, hey, I need an extra... White mana, I could just be like, okay, well, I tap this for a white or I tap this for a black. True. And it's one of those things that's like you got to consider when making a two, maybe even three color split deck. Like what are these ratios? Because yeah. if you don't draw into the land, you're not going to be able to use the resources, man. Because uh, my girlfriend plays Magic too. She's not as hardcore as uh, some people, but she plays and she has the hardest like issues with the mana distribution. What's she, her split? She's I don't I couldn't even tell you because she, she, she plays a 73 – card deck holy shit so she's playing overboard um and so that's when we play i try to just trim it down to 65 i know it's like 60 is the recommended but i try to trim it down to 65 um so she has the hardest time getting what she needs when she needs it um so that's why i beat her most of the time they recommend that you should run a third of your cards i believe should be lands yeah 73 is a really strange number because with 60 you get just about 20 yeah give or take depending on how much mana you need yeah right 73 it's like what are you running at that point like 24 25 with her shit um fuck i don't even know because i think because she like she doesn't really put thought in the whole um ratios yeah, and card cre- draws she's like i like this card this card looks cool and i like the effects okay so i'm gonna throw it in so she doesn't put out the whole thought into the metagame of it all she just likes to play creatures and she has like a bunch of like eight eight creatures that call, are really expensive but not a whole lot <laughs> not a whole lot of weenies in the middle of all that so you know what she might like um, in this new Zendikar stuff, they have a subtype. Uh, they're colorless, basically. Yeah. So the first effect is devoid. This creature has no color. And in order to pay for it, a lot of the higher beaters are just seven colorless mana. Yeah. And they whip out, like I have, um, 
I believe, Divine Winnower. So it's a 6-6 six, six beater. Yep. Costs six colorless. And the best effect is when you whip it out, you basically tell your opponent you can't even. Meaning he can't play sorceries <laughs> or instants that cost an even converted mana cost, and he can't defend with a creature that has even toughness. That's insane. And it's like, imagine running one of him. Yep. And then there's another colorless card I have, Bed of Belarog or something like that. Copy that. When you whip it out and you attack with it, your opponent exiles two cards. So not only are you like scraping down his resources turn per turn, yep. but it's insane. Imagine running just two of those. Yeah. And it's like, what are you going to do at this point? You're, you're top decking, if not. Yeah, so I recommend you throw some Howling Minds in there to make them draw more. So like, it's a potential nil possibility. I mean, it's not going to be the main mechanic of your deck, but you could throw in a couple of Howling Minds and they just have... They're just constantly like losing cards, even in their either either in their hand, or they're going to have to discard, right? Or because of your effects of your of your cards. So I'm going to recommend throwing Holly Mine. It's a colorless artifact, so you can just literally toss it into any. There's any. a lot of really good staples that could honestly go into any Magic deck. Yep. Especially with these Devoid creatures now, it's like, oh, well, you run a white blue pacifier, but you need a good beater that's going to troll the living shit out of your opponent. Yep. Boom, Divine Winnower. Yep. Can't even. So. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, I'm gonna um, my old deck I had, which I lost. Damn shame! Is it was literally built around outlasting and building up mana and frustrating people. Um, I had a ton of uh, pacifisms in there, which is my main cornerstone when it comes to building a white deck at all. If you're gonna build a white deck, throw a pacifism in there. Suppression chain. Yep, all make, that fun stuff. We make your uh, opponent get really upset. I mean, unless they have a uh, you know enchantments that may um, like uh, climb over it. Yeah. To disable um, enchantments or auras or whatever, maybe. So, yeah. All that good stuff. So, Gabe, what else you got going on, man? Oh, well, obviously school. Yep. Where That's are you going to school? Shit. Man, I'm at St. Xavier. Oh, Shout out man. to all the cougars out there. Cougars. Ooh. Wait. Our, our mascot is a cougar. But, oh, I thought but you were shout out to about. all the all the mom cougars out there. Yeah, I mean. Always looking forward to meeting y'all at our shows. <laughs> but, uh, so, yeah, school. What are you going to school for? I'm currently majoring in computer sciences. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Computer sciences. Yeah, science of computers, mate. It's really interesting because uh, my my intro level computer science course, I can't stand it just because I already know everything in there. I'm like, man, why the fuck am I taking this course? Well, that's kind of the way college works, man. They get they get in there, they make you take stuff that you already know or you don't really care about just to get to where you want to be. <sighs> Good old college, huh? Yep. Let's put you in crippling debt yep. for a piece of paper. That and was like that's put you in a crippling deck in debt for ha- half of the classes that you don't even want to take. Yeah, it's true. All these gen eds, man. Like my sociology class. Let's talk about transgenders. Let's talk <laughs> about gay couples. Like, okay, I have no problem with either of the two, but mm-hmm. if this is what we're gonna be learning for a whole fucking semester, I might just blow my brains out. I mean, it's a possibility. Let's talk about suicide. <laughs> <laughs> So, but you're liking it though. How does Saint Xavier t- treating you? Uh, it's overall? okay, man. I've been kind of going there since my sophomore year of high school because yeah. I have a buddy that goes there, and his mom's the head of IT. Okay, so it just kind of felt natural going there, man. Nice. All right, cool. Um, do you have any like uh, scholarships that you're rocking with? Or yeah, I got a uh, school merit. It's paying for half of my tuition, Very and then cool. that good um, <clears throat> UPS money. Oh yeah. Uh, so those who don't know, a little bit of background on me and Gabe because I like to do this with every single guest that we have. Because obviously me and Adam have been the only ones on the show and we're related and so it gets really interesting with the dynamic. But with the dynamic between me and Gabe, uh, Gabe used to be my employee, my finest protege. Um, I ran a, a doc at UPS and Gabe was my star employee and we'd uh, 
Yeah, we did. We had the funds. We had the shits and the gigs for a little bit. Didn't even feel like work because we were just chilling and having yep. a good time. Uh, sadly, uh, that when they took me off the dock, um, uh, I wasn't able to hang out with my buddy anymore. So, but you know, but now since uh, Gabe is now a supervisor, oh, I with, leveled up. Yeah, he leveled up uh, with from some, with some support from your boy. I helped him get there. I like to take credit for your uh, shout out to Josie Lopez. Yeah, good old good old Josie. Um, the little guy, uh, but um, yeah, he was my protege, my employee, and he still is in a lot of ways. Did you know? I don't know if I told you this, um, but starting next week, I'm actually going to be teaching the cornerstone class. Yeah, you told me, man. That's fucking crazy. I uh, Who was teaching it before you. It was uh, Josh. Josh. Yeah. yeah, Josh is kind of a he's something. <laughs> yeah. Um, so um, I guess they decided that they wanted to try something else, so they're going to have me teaching the cornerstone class. I don't know what exactly what they're going to do with Josh, whether if I'm still going to be uh, like. We're either going to be splitting the shifts or I'm going to be taking over full time for that particular position. But I'm pretty stoked about it. You know, I got into training in March. Um, Moving up, man. It's move, only October. Yeah. You're seven months and you're already kind of. Kind of up there. I got a whole bunch of responsibilities. My goal at this point, because obviously before when I was working at UPS and uh, it was just me, um, I wasn't really trying to um, get the hours because I was taking the bus home after Ponce left me. Shout out to my boy Pons. Yeah. We don't know each other. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I used to ride with Pons, um, and then he took off to the night sort. So it kind of left me on my own, and I was taking the bus to work and everything like that. So I didn't give a shit about the hours. I just wanted to operate and go home. That was kind of the plan, which is why I was so, let's get this done so I can go. And there's actually a, a point near the end of there where I was having Gabe wrap up trailers for me. Yep. and send them out and punch it in and all that good stuff. So um, that's fun. But um, they moved me up to training. I thought it was a better fit. Um, Adriana got employed that very same month, so it's kind of funny how that worked out. She ended up working there the same month they threw me up there. So at this point, I'm you know I was waiting for her a lot, and I'm like I just want more responsibility. I want yeah I want to do more stuff because if I'm going to be here, might as well be on the clock and get paid for it. Yeah, of course. So um, started doing that and talking to my boss, and she started to uh, give me more stuff, more things to do, and slowly but surely, I, I guess I gained the trust of the people up there. And uh, UPS is all tenure, man. If you can get the people to like you and show them that you can do your job and do it well, yep. you're going to go places. That's just the fact of the matter. Yep. And uh, thank, uh, like I said, I do have a lot of things, people to think along the, along the way because uh, Josie did help me get up there because he didn't have to help me out. Because as far as I mean, as, as far as I'm concerned, as far as I knew, I was one of his more better supervisors. I got the job. Oh done. yeah, but that's like big fish, little pond, man. Yeah, we yeah. Got, shout out to our boy Phil Parker. <laughs> shout out to our girl Kira Walton. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so as, as as far as I was concerned, that so he didn't have to do that. You know, he didn't have. Yeah, to. Yeah. I mean, Josie really looks out for his people. Man. Yeah, it's true. He, he it literally started as a rumor. I was to, I was told from uh, Manuhano. Um, Shout out to boy. Yeah, Christian Manuhano. Uh, I was Sounds told like a fruit. <laughs> <laughs> I was told by him um, that I was being moved before I was even asked if I wanted to move. He's like, oh, so I hear you're going to to training. I'm like, no, dude. Uh, I wrote a doc. I, I, I'm like, I didn't, you know, I didn't hear anything about that. I'm like, it would be sweet. I've been trying to get into training forever since I got to UPS. Yeah, since I got there, but um, I'm like, probably not, because you know, UPS kind of beat you down to a point where you kind of expect. Yeah, man, it'll beat the pulp out of you. Really, yeah. crush your hopes and dreams after a point. Yeah, but you know, so I'm like, whatever, you know. And then uh, I think Josie the next day walked up to me. He's like, because uh, I was trying to switch buildings because it was closer to uh, to my house. Um, so it would have been easy for me to get to and from and to get more hours and I wouldn't have to rely on a ride or anything like that. So he was telling me, he was like, well, I probably wouldn't be able to do that, but the best thing I can do for you is probably get you in the training. He's like, if you're interested in doing that. I'm like, yeah, sure, whatever. I mean, kind of, again, one of those things where you're like, whatever, sure. 
Um, didn't think it was going to happen. And then legitimately the next day I walk into the office and Josie's like, um, you're go done. upstairs. You're, he's like, you're, you're done. You're done out here. Go upstairs. And I thought he was fucking with me. <laughs> I was going to be, I was going to be, cause I, was, I told him, I'm like, bro, if I, if I have to come back down here, cause you're trying to make an ass of me, I'm going to beat the shit out of I'm you. I'm going to be so <laughs> upset. I'm going to be fucking flipping the fuck out. But, you know, to no avail, it worked out for me. Um, and now I just create monsters for the outbound force. That's true. He's trained half the people on my dock. And they're, they're, uh, I'm so proud of them. Oh, yeah. We're getting, uh, shout out to my boy, Shadi Awad. We're getting him promoted in a week. Yeah. So he's going to be my little protege, man. He's yeah. He's going to be my little Philip Parker. <laughs> What's going, why Philip Parker? Uh, I feel like they have the same mentality. You think they're so? They're both kind of laid back and goofy. The thing, though, with Phil is that he'll, he'll settle for less. No offense, yeah. but Shadi, he has that kind of go get him attitude as every new part time supervisor does at UPS. Should have, yeah. So I mean, he's gonna get he's gonna get a good doc. I told him get to know your people, man, because if they like you and they respect you, yep. they're gonna work their ass off for you. Especially like Dave and Kathy. Once you get them on your side, it should be pretty smooth sailing. Yeah, man. Out. See, that's where I goofed. Uh, Dave and Kathy, I didn't really think much of it until I you know went and actually talked to him, and then me and Dave are cool now. Yeah, I respect him. He respects me. That's and that's good because. Uh, Dave, like I said, Dave and Kathy are kind of the lifeblood of that doc and all. Oh that. yeah, that's for sure. They uh, they hold down uh, Greensboro and because let's face it, if they didn't show up, oh my seventeen God. two would be one hell of a doc. Yeah, especially with uh, the crazy ass tech soup they got up there. That guy, I love <laughs> Shout Mario. Out to Mario Gorowski. <laughs> I love him, but you are something. a Newport. <laughs> <laughs> Mario is uh, one of those guys who smokes Newports without the fucking filter. He eats them. He, he goes eats. on his break and just goes. <laughs> he yeah so. Um, that's that's a little bit of UPS talk. I don't know how interested people are in that. We only have two people tuning in, which is whatever. Pretty sure one of them is my mom too. <laughs> Hi, mom. Hold on. Uh, slide up. Nope. Slide this way. Sure. Oh, my cousin is actually one of them, and my sister. Shout out to Jimmy and my sister Alexa. Yay for tuning in. You know, I feel like we give these people at UPS just a little too much character. <laughs> what do you mean? Uh, like Mario. Let's face it. In person, he's kind of um, – he's not this interesting. <laughs> I mean, uh, no, he is. <laughs> he's great to make fun of. Don't get me wrong. No, but just, I, I mean, I've been, I've been at a bar with Mario before. Oh, Jesus. How'd so, that go? Um, is he was, a fun drunk? Yeah. He's, he's, um, he tells stories, and not all of them are pleasant. You know, obviously, he's uh, had some rough times recently. Yeah. Going on with his personal shit, but you know, overall, I think um, he keeps a, a, probably the best mentality he can. He loves he loves his son. That's all he cares about at this right. point. Right. So he's just trying to do his thing and provide. But yeah, we had um, we were at Le- Irish Legends and um in Hodgkins or I guess Willow Springs up on the hill. Yeah, by the hill. Yeah. So we were there. Um, it was me, Josie, Chris, Forston. <laughs> um, I'm pretty sure Phil was there. I'm pretty sure, and um, who else? Maybe Eric Guzman. I think he might have been there too. Benny and, the Bull. Yeah, and we were just there um, chilling until they eventually they kicked us out until it was time for us to go home. <laughs> they wanted to go home. So um, we had fun. We had a blast. We were, uh, I remember we were doing um, renditions of um, Snoop Dogg songs outside when oh, the, the doors were closed. And it was cold. Keep in mind, it wasn't fucking warm outside. Was this in the middle of peak? Yeah. Oh, I'm pretty geez. sure. Cause, Snow yeah, out yeah, yeah. Because yeah, I was, I was going to do a double that day. And then... Um, Cause you know, I got hammered instead. Yeah, because I'm like, because <laughs> uh, Josie's like, oh, we're going to the bar. You want to come? I'm like, bro, I'm gonna do this double. I ain't got no money. He's like, I got you. I'm like, I'm there. So, um, <laughs> I am sold. <laughs> so he sold me on that, and that's why um, I decided to go. And I had a fun time, good times. Um, sadly, like I said, not not bound for anymore, but spiritually there, uh, right, chugging along just like everybody else. And well, I mean, you're stuff. you're you're there. <laughs> at least four days a week yeah it's not like you're out of the loop yeah 
Not anymore, though, because I'm going to be in the class. So I'm not even going to be right. down there like that anymore. So it's kind of sad, but whatever. Moving on. Um, so, Gabe, uh, we had uh, we covered this in our very first show, and, and uh, you were there when I discovered that Under Oath was getting back together. Oh, yes, Under Oath. I remember you shed a brick and told me to buy tickets. A, f- a full brick. A full brick. Yeah. Like a cinder block. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so did you jump on those, on those tickets yet? I did st- not, unfortunately. Are you, st- are you, should, you, just, you still have time to get on that. You should do that. I should. You know what? I'm going to write myself a memo. Yeah. Yeah, maybe he'll get to it. Maybe. So when exactly is this show? It's April 7th, I think. April 7th. Copy on April 7th. So it's a ways away. Uh, I'm but that's just going to sell out. It, sh- it should, yeah. Um, but Let's you face know. it. By the time January comes around, those tickets are gone. Yeah. Right now, I, I feel like the only reason it hasn't sold out is because maybe people just haven't been keeping in touch with Under Oath. Because it's been a while. It yeah. honestly has, man. A couple of years, yeah. 08, 010? No, they, they broke up. No, they broke up in 12... I think. But what was their last album before? Or like their last big thing? Big thing? Well, tour, may it be. Well, like, if you consider, like, uh, if you're talking about albums, they had, um, I think their last really, really big one was Lost in the Sounds of Separation, I think was their really, really big one. Um, But they did have Disambiguation. Am I saying that right? Am I saying that right? Uh, Let's hope so, for the sake of us and for the sake of them. Yeah. Um, But, like, that wasn't as big because Aaron Gillespie left and. All of that. So. Always something, man. Always something. Yeah. So, you know, I liked it, but a lot of people didn't. So, But it is what it is as far as that goes. So, Gabe, what are you reading these days? Because I know you're a reader. Okay. Um, so the book I am currently on, I am reading Republic by Plato. Okay. I have yet to start it, but that's today's journey. I'll let you know how that goes. Yep. And the book I am almost finished with is The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Yep. For those of you that like really satirical, sarcastic British humor, <laughs> this is the way to go. It's basically about this guy, Arthur Dent, and his journey throughout the universe. Yep. Uh, first two chapters is essentially, hey, they're wrecking my house. And it's just really stupid notions. And I was like, man, what am I reading at this point? But then he gets <laughs> zapped up into a spaceship, and he becomes this intergalactic hitchhiker. Now, <laughs> what really sold this book to me is the writing style. Yep. Uh, Douglas Adams, man, fucking genius. He has like... For those of you that watch Top Gear out there, he has that kind of satirical humor. Yep. He presents it in a way. Okay. Uh, there was a chapter in this book where they're getting like uh, they're getting thrown out of a spaceship by these giant insectoids, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and one of the characters is like, wait, I know how to get us out of this. And he told the giant insect alien, read us your poetry. And their eardrums fucking ruptured and started <laughs> bleeding. And it's like really small details that make this book hilarious. Yeah. Uh, I recommend it. Yep. I bought it on Google Play. I'm probably honestly going to pick up the physical, the physical, just yeah. because it's that good of a book. Cool, cool. I just finished because I well, I I like to read to an extent, but I don't. Uh, I don't have the patience for it. Um, the book I just finished not too long ago, a couple weeks ago, actually, it took me forever to work on it. Was The Devil in the White City? Ah, the movie's coming around. Yes, it is. Uh, Leonardo DiCaprio is supposed to be playing H. H. Holmes in it, and I believe Martin Scorsese is supposed to direct. So just to, due to that, the pedigree, you know, the movie's going to be good. Uh, Speaking about Martin Scorsese, I picked up the box set with Goodfellas, The Departed, Aviator, and something else. So that was a fucking steal, man. I love Goodfellas. Yeah, what's your favorite movie out of all of them, Goodfellas? Goodfellas, hands down. I haven't seen The Departed yet, though, Bro. because everybody tells me it's great. I just Bro. need to like sit down, get me some fucking whiskey, and watch The Departed, man. Bro, it is so good. The Departed is easily one of my favorite movies of all time. And the fact that it like it has so many fucking stars. It has uh, Matt Damon, who we were talking about earlier. Right. Has DiCaprio. Uh, DiCaprio, Alec Baldwin, uh, Martin Sheen, 
Uh, who else? Is uh, Jack Nicholson, obviously. Oh, great actor. Yeah. So like, it has all these fucking people that are just top notch actors, and the fucking plot can get confusing at times. But like, if you really pay attention, like you said, if you take your time and sit down and watch yeah. it, you should be an easy follow. And it's so fucking good, dude. You need to sit down and you need to watch it. And I recommend that immediately that you take care of that <laughs> immediately. Um, but as, oh, yeah. one more thing on the topic of Martin. So I was on Reddit the other day. Copy that. And he did, I believe it was an Ask Me Anything. Okay. Really? Yeah. Okay. Okay. It was one of those low-key ones, though. I don't think it blew up much. All right. And supposedly, okay, supposedly, because this has been a thing for a couple of years now. Okay. Him and De Niro are going to get back together and film a movie called I Heard You Paint Houses. Now, I have no idea what this movie is going to be about, but I feel like it's going to be another mobster flick. You think so? Yeah. Well, with De Niro at his age? Dude, here's the thing with De Niro. De Niro plays himself in most movies, except true. in Goodfellas. This is true. Because when he plays Jimmy Conway, he is not Robert De Niro. He is Jimmy Conway. <laughs> it's just like they bring the characters to life in that movie, and I absolutely yeah. adore it. Like Henry Hillman, I feel like I know the dude. Yeah. I'm kind of glad I don't, but I feel like I know him. <laughs> you probably would end up dead if you actually ended up knowing yeah. him. Yeah. See, the, or in jail. Uh, that movie, man. It, it's great. I saw it when I was young, and it was just fucking. I want to live my life like that. It left an impression. And then, like the the first couple of scenes, uh, never rat on your friends. Yep. And then the the last couple of scenes, rat on your friends. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. So you. So what? So what's your favorite movie of all time? Then is that is that? Oh, is that there? see, my favorite movie of all time, man. I don't have a favorite. I have. I'd say I have like two or three. Then throw them. Goodfellas is definitely up there. Okay. Uh, Donnie Darko. That's great okay. for those of you ha- who haven't seen it. It's one of those. Um, it's the movie that got me into really weird shit. Yeah. Donnie Darko is essentially follows this kid, Donnie yeah. Darko, <laughs> who <laughs> who starts having these visions of this man in a rabbit suit, and he tells him to do all these crazy things and blah blah blah. But it ends up being for the better good, and it's just re- it's really hard to explain. It's one of those time loop movies where the ending is also the beginning. Ah. But it's in two parallel universes where there's only slight differences. Ah, so that's that. great. It's on Netflix. Uh, what else is up there? The Prestige. All right. Never heard of that. I one. know exactly how to sell this to everyone out there. All right. Copy. Okay. Go ahead. So you have Christian Bale. All right. And Hugh Jackman. You have Batman and Wolverine as rivaling magicians in the early 1900s. Oh, okay. Okay. I, I heard of it. I never saw it. Though, See, okay. now the cool thing about this movie, it's great plot. Yeah. And it's just like, wow, what the fuck? You get like a really good glimpse inside of the look of these magic makers and shit. Yep. And obviously it's all illusions. Yep. You know? But um, so the movie has three ongoing timelines at once. It has the present, which Christian Bale's character is getting executed. All right. So he reads letters from the past. Or I'm sorry. He reads the diary of Hugh Jackman's character, which takes him to the... Uh, middle, the past. Okay. Okay. Which then Hugh Jackman's character reads on Christian Bale's character, which takes us even farther back. Okay. And like the way it's directed, man, is you get snippets of the three timelines just fucking in no specific order. It's kind of like Pulp Fiction. But at the end, you're just going to be... I know I was screaming at my television, bro. The ending had me. Yeah. Had me really fucking good. Hook, line, and sinker? Hook, line, sinker, man. It's hard to follow. I'm not going to lie. But it's one of those movies where... um. I appreciate it more and more every time I watch it. Yeah. It's just following up on smaller things. And it was like, wow, I didn't notice that before. Nice, nice, nice. I think like my list would include um, The Departed is up there. Um, I like Social Network a lot. I was a big fan of it. 
Uh, I did like Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. I know a lot of people didn't like it a whole lot. Did you watch the whole trilogy or just that specific? Thing? No, I watched the I watched the American one. The, okay, yeah. So um, they have those on Netflix, by the way. Yeah, uh, all three of them. Yeah, I, I wanted to get into it, but I have a heart. This is just me. I I don't because I remember I saw Hero, which I believe was a Quentin Tarantino movie with like Jet Li, and it was all in Japanese. Was it Japanese or Chinese? I don't. I right. haven't seen it. I'm pretty sure it's Chinese actually. Sorry, um, but um, and it was all reading. And I don't have the patience for it. Again, I, I need to – I can't read shit like that. So like it, – because I'm trying to pay attention, but you're trying to read it at the same time. So it's kind of like – you know, Subtitles, man. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. It, it throws me off. So like um, – There's yeah. nothing wrong with that, man. Yeah. So like I can't really do it. But um, I am interested in checking them out. I probably will at some point. But that's another one. Um, what else do I dig a lot? Um, can't even think right now. What Good Will Hunting because of the dialogue alone is one of the greatest. Oh movies, yeah, great movie, greatest movies ever. Uh, Pulp Fiction, obviously. <laughs> Tarantino is just a genius. yeah. He's he's all over the place, man. I, that guy, uh, he's a, he's a, a level on his own as far as dialogue. You know what I love about Tarantino? He's really humble. Like he always plays a part in his own movies. Yeah. And don't get me wrong, he's a great actor, great director. Yep. But he could have easily been like, "Hey, fuck you. This is my movie. I'm gonna be the main I'm character. The I'm the star." Yeah. But I mean, he plays in Pulp Fiction. I believe the character's name is Jimmy, the guy who owns the yep. house, and he's just this low key character. <laughs> and it's like it's great seeing him participate in his own movies because not only is he being a part of his own vision, but he's also molding it. You know. Yeah. And he's he's not afraid to go out there and be like, "Hey, this is what I want." Yeah. And if it comes down to being like the super small role that has no significance at the end, yeah. I'll do it. Fuck it, I'll do it. Yeah. And I like that the fact that he doesn't give a fuck about like how, like the like the sensitivity of or the PC world. He just he's gonna go for it. Whatever he yeah. whatever he wants to say, like uh, Django, he's gonna say it, and you're not gonna stop him. And if people are upset about it. Let them be upset, man. Don't don't see my movie. That's pretty much his, his uh, outlook on it. He's a honey badger, and he don't give a fuck. <laughs> so that's awesome and all that. So, Gabe, you're a little bit of a, a comic book superhero guy. Who's your favorite superhero? Uh, you okay, you have to be more specific than that. My favorite Avenger, favorite X-Men. Okay, let's, let's, let's do it a little broader. Who's your favorite DC character? My favorite DC character. Um, I'd have to give it up to the Red Lanterns, man, especially Atrocitus. Okay, copy that. Just because um, recently I got into the War of Light series, yep. and it was like my first honest like addiction to DC because back then it was like, oh, hey, Batman's fucking great, but I never, you know, I was never hooked on Batman. Yep. Superman was kind of lame. Wonder Woman was out there. Yeah. And aside from all those bigger names, DC wasn't really my jam. I was, I was a Marvel guy. Yep. But then War of Light came around, man. Blackest Day and Brightest Night. Yep. I was just like, this is fucking amazing. Yep. And especially like the Red Lantern Corps. Yeah. I just really dig it. Even though they might not be like the most intelligent, mm-hmm. but the fact that they turn that rage into something quote unquote productive. Productive, yeah. <laughs> it's just great. And then Atrocitus, I mean, rule by fear, call him a tyrant, call him what you will, but he got the, he got the job done. Yeah, that's true. You're right. I mean, Green Lantern Corps is great. Yep. Black Lanterns are great. Uh, how about... Because you said you're a Marvel guy, huh? Yeah. So, you see, my favorite Marvel character is hands down Cyclops. Okay. Just because I kind of see myself and him in the same position. Okay. Now, let me explain. Okay. So Cyclops, obviously not the coolest ex-mutant out there. I, I like him. He's cool, but yeah. let's face it. There's a lot cooler. You got fucking Colossus, Rogue. You got Wolverine. Yep. And Xavier, Magneto. But the reason I like Cyclops is that he's human. He he's mm-hmm. cheated on his dead wife. Yep. He's done stupid, nasty things. Yep. 
And then, like... So you relate to that? <laughs> I cheated on my dead wife. <laughs> no, the reason I like him is when Xavier dies, yeah. he's kind of like Cyclops. This is your school. Yeah. You are the X-Men. You take over and you teach these kids what I taught you. Yeah. Now, initially, um, uh, for those of you who read Avengers vs. X-Men, he goes on a rampage and he tries to kill all the superheroes that aren't mutants and he's trying to get... He basically pulls a Magneto on us, right? Yeah. But then he learns his lesson. And I think that's really great that he's like, he wants to be young and rebellious, but then he has this mantle he has to step up to yeah. and assume the throne. He got he got his mature. He's got to be the, the guy that uh, Xavier was for these kids. He has to be the wise one that yeah. turns the other cheek. Yeah, he can't he can't be the student anymore. He had to be become the yeah. master. And that's why I dig him, man. I feel like me and him are on the same page on a lot of things. Like, at the end of the day, I'm going to do what's right not what serves me. Yeah. You feel me? Yeah. And that's why I like that's why I like Cyclops. He's that. just very relatable. That's why I like the X-Men series as a whole, man. They're yeah. just fucking great. You're big on the X-Men? Yeah. What do you what you would you believe cuz um when Fantastic 4 came out, there were some arguments that I seen on Facebook where a guy said that the Fantastic 4 wasn't a big Marvel team. Okay. See the thing with Fantastic 4 is that they get a lot of shit because the movies, the movies suck. The movies, I mean, they were mediocre. Yeah. At best. At, at best. The, like, uh, yeah, at best. I mean, they're they're cool. Yeah. They're cool superheroes. They may not be the best Marvel team because, I mean, you have things like the Avengers, which is... But, but we're not. I'm not even just talking about like their abilities. I'm talking about the fact that he says that they're straight up weren't popular. I, You know what, man? There's a time in history where everyone was popular. This is true, yeah. I'd give them like... It wasn't when they came out. It really wasn't. Mm-hmm. I think their peak was like late 90s, early 2000s, because that's when you got um, the original Fantastic Four movie in 96. Yeah. And that was like, don't hit another mediocre movie. But people were like, <laughs> wow, the Fantastic Four. Yeah. And that's when the issues started coming out, and they started really drilling the Fantastic Four. And they're like, yeah. hey, look at us. We may not be awesome, but we are a good B team. Yeah, I guess. I mean, I like them. But we also have to keep in mind that like the only reason why teams kind of exist in comic books is beca- kind of because of the... Fantastic Four, because in the '60s they actually were really, really big. Yep, they, they they drove Marvel to the point where where they were, where they can kind of spawn up other teams like the X Men. That's where the X Men came from. Right. And keep in mind, like you know, the Fantastic- they're a big part in the Marvel universe, man. Yeah, like uh, you always. Know, Reed Richards. Hey guys, I have some science. He's he's one of the smartest guys in the whole like along with like Hank Pym and stuff. He's like one of the smartest guys. He's up there, man. Yeah, in, in the Marvel universe, he's so. up in the brain trust. Yep. So um, is he in the Illuminati? Is he? Because I, I couldn't tell you. Xavier Xavier is. I know. Uh, I think Doctor Strange is. Um, Iron Man is, I think. And I'm pretty sure he might be in two. I wouldn't doubt it. Yeah. I honestly wouldn't doubt it. So he, they're the ones that send the, the Hulk to fucking... The planet. Planet, yeah. Planet Hulk. Planet, and the whole Planet Hulk thing. So. And he just dominates it. Yeah, it just destroys everything. This is my planet now. And he takes everything over. And Judy he, Richards. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he comes back with the vengeance and shit. Crazy. Yep. Um as far as my favorite heroes, uh, well, obviously, um, uh, Batman. Yeah, on the, the, on the DC <laughs> side, obviously, it is Batman. I just got my uh, volume seven for the, the new Fifty Two Endgame, which I'm hearing is like amazing. So I can't wait to start that. But apparently, it's the return of the Joker, so that's going to oh, be geez. exciting. As Joker fun. just doesn't die, man. Yeah, because well, here's the thing: because in uh, Death of a Family, Death of a Family, on the new Fifty Two, um, he cut his face off. Nice, beautiful. Uh, and he he cut his face off, and he was. Showing it off to Batman, kind of like without his without his mask, he still is who he is. 
And so he was like, the whole point of death of the family was trying to show Batman that he's, um, he's a hundred percent. Yeah. That, 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 that he's human. And because the Bat family has made him weak and has like lessened his resolve. So that's why he kind of targeted them, uh, and all that. So like, but I guess I don't know how how true it is because I guess his face is back on normal now, and and so I don't know how exactly who, who did that and how it happened. But I'm really excited. I haven't started to read it yet. Um, that's going to be on my agenda this week, hopefully to finish up that book uh, and all that good stuff. On the Marvel side, I'm going to say probably Doctor Strange because because he's a fucking badass and he's the epitome, oh yeah he's the epitome epitome of magic science life. and wiz- yeah. wizardry yeah ma- magical entities and all that so. I don't know. I dig it. Uh, do you know you know who's playing him in the in the Marvel in the MCU? You know, there's rumors going around that it's Daniel Radcliffe, the yeah. guy who played Harry Potter. Negative. I mean, that would, that I would, I, be... would, I think that would be a great fit, but <laughs> <laughs> it's obviously not him. Actually, I it's actually from what I've heard, it's almost all but confirmed that it's actually going to be Benedict Cumberbatch. It's, I think that's a good fit. That's I think it's a perfect fit. If you look at him, you're like he kind of he kind of looks like a Doctor Strange. Yeah, give him a goatee. He's yeah, fine. You know, yeah, he's fine. So I'm really pumped about it. Um, that he's going to be the Doctor Strange that we've all been waiting for. I want to talk to you about something. Did you see Ant-Man? I did not see Ant-Man. So um, the gist of Ant-Man. Um, he's an ant. Well, he's a man. See, this relates to the, the Doctor Strange talk because they, cause Civil War is next, right? Yeah, obviously next Captain America movie is Civil War. It's going to be a big deal. Yeah, so – my problem with it is because Ant-Man is the last movie before Civil War, they really didn't hint at anything like Civil War related. Well, I mean, because the movie universe is its own universe. Yeah, I know. Because in Age of Ultron, they merely mentioned Hank. Yeah. It was uh, purely Ultron was just the creation of um, Iron Man. Yeah. And that's not how it was. Hank, Hank Pym, Pym designed created. the program and Iron Man just put a machine to it yeah finished it and it's it's kind of sad man because the age of ultron storyline is one of my favorite avengers storylines it's really deep philosophical and it questions what it is to be human yep but instead of what we get is we get 20 minutes of um witty comments facetime action and then the end they just simply blow the last ultron's brains out and it's kind of like what what is this yeah he was cool but he was kind of too stereotypical Marvel villain. Trope. Yeah, I'm with you on that. I, I don't think they gave him the, the the right, the correct amount of depth that they probably should have given him. Because Ultron, man, Ultron just let's face it, he's a machine that wanted to be real. He was a Pinocchio. Yeah, that Pinocchio gone wrong. Yeah, that's, that's kind of the point. But um, yeah, oh sorry, got off topic there. But yeah, Civil War. Um, there was because, uh, like, as I said, Ant Man is the last movie before Civil War, so they really didn't like hint towards anything relating to Civil War. Um, and I thought I was I was t- talking with a buddy about this, but I think they could have easily, as opposed to ha- having kind of the, la- the lame ending, the lame Easter egg ending, they could have easily put um, Doctor Strange in a room and have both Captain America and Iron Man walk into the room and be like, "So whose side are you on?" and have it cut to black. Yeah, you know that wouldn't have taken much work either. That would have been not, like a thirty second little snippet. Nothing at all. They could it could have been him. They could have been Doctor Strange. That they did it. It could have been Black Panther that they did it with. Oh, Black Panther! But instead, they kind of do. I don't. I, no, it's been out for a minute. But so they kind of did. They kind of had the Winter Soldier sitting in a room, and it's like uh, Falcon and Cap are like interrogating him, and then like uh, Cap is like, "Oh well, um, we need we need people on our side." And then Falcon, because he kind of had a fight with Ant Man in the movie, he's like, "I know a guy," and that was like it. So like it's really just like the Easter egg was the fact that 
was the character that the movie was already about. Right. So, like, it didn't make a whole lot of sense to me. It didn't hint at anything. Yeah, nothing at all. And I'm like, if I don't know, because I know Doctor Strange kind of set out Civil War in the books, so I'm not really concerned about that. But, like, Black Panther could have been talked about. It could have been. Dude, I'm really sad Black Panther didn't make an appearance yet. Yeah. Because they, in uh, Age of Ultron, yeah. they're like, hey, we got to go to Wakanda. And I was like, no fucking way. Black Panther's Panther. going to yeah. come out. He's going to kick ass. Yeah. We're going to get like 10 minutes of him. And then they're just going to tease us with it. Because yeah. obviously the movie's coming out next year. It could it could have been the spawn of like the events that he saw maybe. Bro, I would have been satisfied with even a shadow. But no, nothing at all. No Black yeah. Panther. They just like, hey, we're going to Wakanda. Dude. Black Panther is about that Wakanda life. Yeah, that, How he, are you going to... He is that Wakanda life. <laughs> I mean, he's the prince, right? Sasu. <laughs> he's the prince, though, right? Yep. So, like, like I'm saying, they could have had... Because um, what's the name of the fucking villain? The vil- Shit. The villain, the one, the guy who lost his arm. What's his name? I can tell you. Because like, I, I know he's like... A, apparently, he's a Black Panther villain, apparently. Um, so, like, what they could have had him is, like, had him, like threatening the 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 prince of of wakanda right yeah and just had him sitting there and what he saw like when the avengers came what he saw inspired him to be one they could have done so many things yeah so many options but they were just like black panther or no or no so that's i don't i don't get it they could have done so many different things leading up to um civil war which is a big deal because pretty much this this is what what i've heard or what i've seen pretty much uh, when everybody, when the first Iron Man came out, and um, well, actually, I believe it was the Hulk when it came out, and everybody's like, "Oh, the Avengers Initiative." Everybody's like, "Okay, that's cool," because eventually, one day down the line, it's going to lead to civil war. So that's what everybody was looking forward to. Um, so you know, the fact that you know it's kind of been softly kind of mentioned in passing, kind of. Uh, I mean, it was there. We knew. Yeah, but, but it was like. In the movies, they kind of hinted towards kind of uh, uh, Cap and Iron Man not really getting along. They didn't really like – they didn't go for it. You know what I mean? Right. So it's kind of a damn shame that it didn't work out that way, but it is what it is. Hey, Gabe, you got anything else for us today? Uh, actually, yeah. I have um, – how much do you think they're going to cut from Civil War? A lot. Because what I really want to see is obviously Spider-Man in an Avengers movie, which we're not going to get. It's just the fact of the matter. Yeah. And if they do do it, I'm going to shit a brick. I'm going to shit a cinder block. What I what well, I really would like to see, even though I know it's not going to happen, because Spider-Man is the first to register. Yes. Okay? And then a little bit down the line, the Green Goblin gets all this information, and he bombs his house. Yeah. And that's like, that could be one of those scenes that really hits the audience. Like, yeah. his aunt dies, and it's just like one of those, like, wow, she was innocent, and Green Goblin is the fucking asshole. Yeah, well... Well, you do you do know that Sony gave up. The- yeah, but I'm not I'm not expecting much, man. You really, you really think he's going to be in passing? Yeah, and if they if they do bring him into a movie, he's not going to get the he's not going to get the wittiness. They're going to show him for a fight scene and gone. You think so? Or they might just even hint at him. That's it. You think so? You know he's going to get his own standalone, right? Yeah, they're rebooting it again. Yeah, for Marvel. Yeah, Marvel's re- but it's Marvel writing it this time. So I think if given the opportunity, they could do... The actor is still in high school, which I think is pretty cool. Yeah, from what I heard. I yeah. mean, if you could pull it off, you could pull it off. Yeah. What is, oh, what was I going to say to you? Oh, this is my, this is my pitch from um, <laughs> what they should do with the, the new Spider-Man, right? Scrap it. No, 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 no <laughs> not even just that. They could kind of have Peter Parker standing with her in his spider suit, and he starts to tell the story, right? And then fucking Deadpool falls out the sky, right? And he lands there, and he's just staring at the screen. He's like, you've seen this three times. You know the story. 
do we really have to go through, <laughs> do we really have to go through this again? He's Ooh. Spider-Man. You know it. Peter Parker, good shit. Bye. And he just like takes off. And that's that's be the opening for the new Spider-Man. That movie. should be the opening for the Deadpool movie. <laughs> but instead of him flying off, it'll be like, oh, you know what? I think I deserve my own movie. And Ryan Reynolds like pulls the screen up. <laughs> it's just a different setting, different backdrop. <laughs> that's yeah, that, that would be cool. That, yeah, I like that. Have the Spider-Man opening. It's like, wait, I thought we were seeing. Deadpool. Everybody's like, what the fuck? Everybody gets really excited, and he's like, nah, never mind. <laughs> Not let's today, t- boys. He's like, he's had his chance. Give me my opportunity here. <laughs> so that's an option. The internet hero. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so good old Deadpool and all that. Um, but as far as cutting stuff out. Um, a lot of Civil War is going to get cut, man. Yeah, I know. A lot. Well, it's because, um, well, obviously they can't do anything with the X-Men because the X-Men are owned by Fox. Ah. Um, they can't do anything with um, the Fantastic Four because they're owned by Fox. Um, so like Reed Richards is not going to be in the movie and he's kind of a big deal because he's the one that created the Thor clone Ragnarok. Yep. And, uh, so I don't know what they're going to do with that, um, that story. And apparently the Hulk is not going to be in it, which he wasn't in the, in the, in the book. He was just a big bitch in Avengers too, man. Yeah. He took off. Life is so sad. (laughs) Oh, existentialism. (laughs) (laughs) Why am I here? God? Why am I green? Scarlet is such a sad color. (laughs) I have the possibility to bang Scarlett Johansson and I'm so sad. (laughs) Dude, I'd be, (laughs) let's just say things would have gone very differently if I was in his position. All right, for, real quick, um, this, the podcast is still going to go on, but for the Periscope people, this is going to end real quick because uh, my my phone battery is dying, and I really don't want to plug it in, and we only have a handful of people watching anyway. So it is what it is. Thanks for watching, everybody, on Periscope. Uh, catch us next week, Periscope. We're still going on, though. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, next week is going to be another show. We'll probably live, do a, lo- a small little life snippet of the show on Periscope as well. So for all those that are seeing on Periscope, peace out. Um, yeah, I'm not going to go through the whole fucking like naming my stuff because – well, maybe I should because they don't know it if, they have, if they're watching this for the first time. But, true, true. Um, if you want to check out the full show – there you go. That's what I'll do. If you want to check out the full show for the, the folks on Periscope, you can go to secondcitykidspodcast.podbean.com. Uh, it should come right up, Second City Kids. Again, you my uh, – the tags and stuff. My uh, Twitter is Second City Kids. Periscope is Second City Kids. Snapchat is Second City Kids. And um, Instagram is Second City Kids J. Coming next weekend. Yeah. <laughs> so, this is merely a trailer for the full podcast, kids. <laughs> exactly. A little teaser for the, all those who are interested in checking it out. But for those uh, who are here, which they're not a few, they're not a whole lot of you. But what it is, what it is. Uh, signing out for the Periscope, folks. See you later, guys. On that one, hold on. Give me a minute. He is clicking the button. Yeah. Gee, gee. So that was fun. But yeah. Um, so um, I think I've brought this up to you before. Tattoos. Yeah. Um, okay. I'm especially going to hit that Batman tattoo because we had a really good discussion about Batsy. Yeah. Why and why, why not? Or what and why or why not? What do you mean? If you were to get a Batman tattoo, what would it be? Well, obviously I'm a big Batman fan. I See, here's the th- Here's the problem with 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 Batman, um, and getting a tattoo. I can't find every single picture you pull up. I like one more than the next. So like every single time I come across one, I'm like, I like this one. Maybe I'll use this one. Right. Then I keep looking. I'm like, but I like this one more, and I would keep using that one. And I'm just gonna go down the line, and it'll go forever because there's millions of pages of Batman on it, either his books or somebody else's books. So 
I would get one. It's not the problem. Is like you know, would you? I would, but I just don't know what. That's the problem. Okay. See, I have um, I have a friend down at Columbia. Okay. And she's really big on Batman as well. Yeah. And I'll, she's covered in ink. And I was like, oh, would you ever get a Batman tattoo? She's like, yeah, of course, maybe further down the line. And I was like, oh, well, what, would, what would you want to get? And she tells me she wants to get the Adam West Batman and Robin oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You <laughs> tattooed did tell me that. somewhere. You did tell me that. I'm like, man, you, you have so many cool bat symbols, so many great villains to work with, yeah. so many interpretations. And it's like, I want Adam fucking West. Well, if, if, <laughs> there's if, nothing wrong with that. Well, West, yeah, there's, but, no, there's no problem with it. But if I think if I had to pick uh, like, a ver- like a variation of Batman, it would be the new 52 Batman just because I just like how he looks. Um, I'd have to go with Batman Beyond. That's a good one too. That's a, see, just because, see, even though it's a cartoon, man. I see you just changed my mind. See what you just did. You just changed my mind. <laughs> it, just that bat symbol is so like it's so slender and elegant. You know, yeah, it's nice. Just like how the, the character suit, was. The suit is slender. Like, the and pitch elegant, black yeah. and red bat across the chest, man. You can't go wrong. Simple, with that. simple. Yeah, he was really like, if if there was a Batman that's most like a bat, it would be Batman Beyond. Yeah, I agree with that. Because he, he, you see the bat figure, you know, when he spreads his arms yep. and the wings come out and he just glides through the air. Yeah, it's not so much a cape, it's more like actual wings. Yep, it's like a flying squirrel type of deal. Whee! Um, ah. How about you? Because you, I know you're not, not the biggest Batman guy in the world, but if you had to pick a Batman, which one would you get? The Beyond one? Uh, You know what? If it was between the symbols, hands down Beyond. But I feel like if I'm going to get a Batman tattoo, I kind of want to go all out. If, of course, because, as you know, Batman's great, but he's not my forte. Yep. So something along the lines of Two-Face, maybe, because I really I really dig Two-Face as a cool. villain. So, you know, maybe just like a mosaic of all the villains just fucking going down. Oh, so you got the rogue Have gallery. Joker at the top, and then Two-Face, Poison Ivy, Crocodile, Killer Croc, my bad, and just fucking all the major villains. Because that's what Batman is to me, man. Batman's the great. Villains. Vigilante justice yeah but because we have i don't want to say such a passive but such a neutral kind of um lawful good character yeah we really see the cruelty of the villains yeah absolutely and it's just like wow joker is a sick fuck he 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 easily has and this is one of my favorite things about batman he has the best rogue gallery among all the the villains he has the best the best because you can't you're you can't, I mean people can say what they want about certain other villains and stuff like Lex Luthor and stuff but you cannot go further than than the Cuz let's face it you have an insane clown that does everything just because yeah then you have his assistant Harley Quinn which is great villain yeah all the suicide squad yeah and that's not even like that's already at 7 yeah i believe we're not even halfway there. Batman or Batman? <laughs> Bane. You got Ra's al Ghul, Bane. You got Two Face, mm-hmm. Penguin, um, Killer Croc, uh, Clayface, Black Mask, Calendar uh, Man. Can't forget about Calendar Man. <laughs> uh, who else we have? Um, Scarecrow, dude. Scarecrow, Scarecrow is great. The Mad Hatter. Um, who else am I thinking of? Albert Fish. Yeah. We could put him up there. But yeah, the, like the, the list is endless. You can literally. He has the best. Like. Uh, I don't like Superman. I'm not a big. I'm not big on him. I don't but, think anybody's too big on Superman. Well, I have a buddy who is, but um, <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, um, but like as far as like his villains, like Doomsday is like the coolest, and maybe like Zod, maybe. And, like, Doomsday and Zod are alright. And like that's. I point. wouldn't put him up there though, just because. Well, I'm they, saying that's as far as it goes. I think it's as high as it goes. They're cool villains, Dark but side. the reason that Batman villains are fucking great is because there's so much symbolism and depth behind them. Yeah. Like you have Scarecrow, the epitome of fear. fear. Yeah. This little nerdy kid grew up fear fucking just bullied all his life. Yeah. And then 
hey, I'm going to make a toxin that literally brings out people's worst fears. Yep. And it's like, I don't want to say it's unbelievable because it is kind of unbelievable. Yeah. But it's really like, wow, this kid is facing his sins. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And it's kind of one of those things where it's like, wow, you know what? That is fitting. Yeah. Um, He becomes a yellow lantern too. Does he really? Yep. Scarecrow. And then Batman becomes a... No, Batman doesn't become a Yellow Lantern. I'm sorry. Scarecrow does, though. He becomes a Yellow Lantern cool. at one point. That, that is fear, right? Isn't yeah. It? Yeah. Yellow is fear. He'd, he'd be a good fit, too. I didn't even think about that. Never it's, considered that. Um, one of the uh, images from War of Light, he's riding on a, on a flock of scarecrows. Holy shit. And it's just insane. Just these yellow scarecrows, like a whole group of them, a whole, I don't want to call it a V, but it's just like a cloud of scarecrows, and he's fucking riding on it with his pitchfork so and cool. sack over his face. So cool. And you have guys like, like you said, like the Joker, who just do things just because. He's a great villain, but he's not my favorite villain. Who is your favorite villain? My favorite villain is Magneto. Okay. Now, um, Magneto gets a lot of shit because he jumps sides. Yeah. All the time, and yeah, I'm, I'm not going to deny that. <laughs> yeah. But the reason I like Magneto is because, again, man, he's he's relatable. Yeah. I mean, like, he was in World War Two. Yeah. He was a kid growing up in World War Two. Yep family slaughtered and he just has all this built-up rage and anger and like he's really isolated yeah he blames humans for this destruction of his world yeah and you know what man i don't blame him one bit yeah and it's just one of those things where it's like power of magnetism what can you do with that but it's like you could do a lot with that kind yeah. of stuff see if you if you write that down on paper people will be like that's kind of lame it's like no but you but really, see it in action man. yeah but see you see it in action you eat literally everything that Pretty much everything has steel in it at some point. Yep. So like that and just because the character is a really wise person. Like, yes, he's a villain, but he makes really good points. Yeah, he makes a lot of sense. That's why he pulls people over because people are like, well, wait a minute. There was a he's quote by him where um, this is one of the reasons I love him. He was saying that we are perceived what the times make us out to be. Okay. So he's basically saying, hey, you know, what? I'm a villain because you think I'm the villain. But in actuality, I may not be. Maybe you're the villain. It's all about perspective. This and, is true. Yeah. And he acknowledges that. In his world, in his head. Because he is that shade of gray. Yeah. In, in his world, in his head, he is doing the right thing for his kind. Yeah. I mean, he is looking out for the mutants. Yeah. And that's, that, and that's his goal. He doesn't care about the humans because the humans, like you said, are the ones that made the world the way that it is. Yep. Um, and, th- you know, that's, that's, that's their doing. So he's, he, his, you know, his mom got killed and all that. So they're the reason why he's he, he is like the way he is he could have been just a normal mutant just like everybody else but because of the world and the way it was and the way it was conditioned when he when he saw it it's really not his fault man it's not he's his just fault. coping yeah. with it it's not his fault so like that's why the the scenes from like um uh first class when uh when uh they take him in the nazis no not even just that i'm talking about like when uh xavier was um trying to like get him to use positive my because like, he he has a hard time controlling his power because he needs the the the, the rage and the, the negative energy to do it right. So he's trying to channel the positive energy to control his powers anytime as he wants, so he doesn't have to get super mad about it. So like that scene where he's like crying because he's looking at the he's remembering seeing his mom uh, like having a good time. I believe that they're uh, doing uh, Hanukkah, and like he's seeing her and he's making him cry because he wants he misses that. Right, and the positive energy is what's allowing him to do it, as opposed to the anger. So, like you said, he is the ultimate shade of gray because he, and he, at the end of the day, if it's better, if it's best for the mutants, he's going to go on whatever side. Right, because I mean, he 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 was an X Man. Yeah, he was brother, Brotherhood of the Mutants, Hellfire Club. Yeah, 
He was on every single side, man. Yeah. And, like, honestly, I don't think he'd make a bad Avenger if it came okay. down to it. Because the Avengers are like, hey, you know what? We're going to get the job done, but we're going to go about it how we want. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's that's what I like about the Avengers as opposed to the Justice League. Because yeah. they're like, oh, lawful good, blah, blah, blah. But the Avengers are like, you know what, man? If if we got to sacrifice some lives, we're going to do it. Great so or good. Be, so be it, yeah. Yeah. So I don't think he'd make a bad Avenger at all. Yeah. I just think he wouldn't like working with those guys <laughs> like, like who you think he's gonna have uh, uh tony? obviously tony stark tony stark yeah. um i think he could work mean, with cap i think he could work with cap pretty to an well. extent yeah but you gotta remember though cap was also around during the world war ii era so that might get kind of itchy i mean but here's the deal because i think he could relate to cap just due to the fact that because nazis yeah the, the nazi the nazi thing he um you know they could relate to each other because they're people who got taken out of their time or were used uh during that time of war so I think they can relate because they're in their way. They're veterans, kinda. And I say, I say that more because um, you know Magneto was a child, but he was kind of a veteran of that war too because he was he grew up in it. He grew he, up in the war. He yeah. is the end result of World War Two. Yeah. So I th- I, don't, I, don't, I think they could get along. I mean, uh, I feel like him and Black Panther would make a good team. Well, not a good team. I feel like they would respect each other yeah. because they're both loyal to their kind. Yeah. And at the true. end of the day, that's. That's what it comes down to, man. It's like, are you going to look out for your people? And keep in mind, there is the Storm connection between them, too. Cause, you know, oh, yes. yes. So Storm is with, uh, or was with the Black Panther at a point and all that good stuff. So and you're, I think we'll close this out with the last subject of the day, and I want your opinion on it. Let's do the the, the Avengers in the movie, the, the Josh Whedon Avengers, uh, the Iron Man, Thor, you, you know them, versus the, the, the original seven of the Justice League. Who wins in a fight? Well... As you all may know, I'm a Marvel guy. But um, by the original seven, we're talking Soups, Bats, Martian, Cyborg, Wonder Woman, and Hot Girl, right? I'm Aquaman, a, Aquaman. And Aquaman, right? Yeah. Aquaman. Versus the Joss Whedon Avengers. Yeah. Okay, well, I'm just going to throw this out there right now. Um, Hulk is going to be big, big piece in this mm-hmm. chess game. Okay. Um, I feel like Cap and Soups are kind of like you'd expect them to fight, but let's face it, Superman has it. Mm-hmm. Batman, contingency plan, we established this. <laughs> um, I feel like Hawkeye would put up a fight, but Hulk would be just out there, man. Him, Iron Man, and they would just take him down, but I got to give it to the Justice League at the end yeah. of the night. Well, th- consider, okay, let's, let's just consider, because obviously I'm a, I'm a Batman guy, so I'm going to go the Justice League way route on this one. But if you put Wonder Woman against Thor... Very even. They're both demi But Storm is not a Joss Whedon Avenger. No, no, I said Thor. Oh, okay, my bad. Thor. Oh, hey, I forgot about Thor. <laughs> so if you put Wonder Woman and Thor together, I think, first off, I think she's totally worthy of picking up Thor's hammer. Let's, let's, <laughs> th- let's throw that out there. What do you think? Uh, I'll give it to her. Yeah. I'll give it to her. So if she picks up that hammer, it's game over for Thor because she's going to have his power on top of her own power. And it's going to be a problem. I think... As far as the fighting goes, I think Batman could take Cap. Oh yeah, hands down. I think he could take Cap. Cap's great and all, but yeah. Bat's got him by a mile. Uh, and I think the, the the real push is gonna be Soups versus the Hulk. That's gonna see be- now you got to remember Iron Man is in this too, and he has so many suit variations but that could just work. Batman, Batman pulls out an EMP. He has an anti EMP suit that he uses against Magneto. Well, we'll see. Well, 
Still, though, it goes to the Justice League. Let's just yeah, yeah, it. yeah. But and, if we're going and Martian Manhunter, oh, keep that just in mind. set him on fire, bro. He's done. <laughs> That's game over. They don't know that though. Throw a match D- at him. Different universe, okay? They don't know <laughs> that yet. But uh, but yeah, I'm giving it to the Avengers as well. So what, what else you got to say for us? To Awkward. I said Justice League. What? That's you what said I meant. The Avengers. I, you know what I meant. I'm fucking zoning <laughs> in right now. Um, um, I'm, yeah, Justice League. Yeah, I'm with the Justice League as well. Nerding out, man. Oh, I have actually one last bit. Holy shit. I know we were talking about movies earlier, but. Yeah. So there's this movie coming out called The Last Witch Hunter. You got Elijah Wood, you got Vin Diesel, you got Michael Caine. And um, so the story revolves around Vin Diesel's Dungeons and Dragons character named Melchior. Tell me that isn't great. That's pretty cool. So the <laughs> character, obviously a witch hunter. Yeah. I haven't read into it much, but because I'm like into that D&D world kind yeah. of stuff, I'm absorbed in that. It came up the other day. And I was like, dude, that's fucking awesome. Because for those of you who haven't played D&D, it's really not. a social gathering kind of event. Yep. And there's just so many good stories. I could sit here and make a whole podcast about <laughs> uh, some of my characters. Maybe next time. <laughs> but the fact that they're going out of their way and they're like, hey, your character is getting his own movie. And you, you have Vin Diesel. Obviously, he played the uh, Fast and Furious series. Yep. Then he not only did he play riddick in the riddick chronicles but he ended up buying it with all the money he had so the franchise wouldn't die yep so he is riddick but he also owns riddick which is cool movie rights yep um yeah uh he's not the rock he doesn't really do shitty movies anymore (laughs) (laughs) but i don't know i just think that's really interesting man you have all these like good actors yeah you know like elijah wood frodo baggins man Speaking of D and D, you're gonna have to get me into that. I know we've been talking about it for a minute, but we're actually gonna have to sit down soon and cover it because I think it would be also be a very interesting podcast topic. But that is for a later day. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for tuning in to the Second City Kids podcast with my buddy Gabe. Out here, yeah. Till so, next week, y'all. Yeah, Till next week uh, again. Uh, if you're listening to the show, you already know where to find it. But uh, it's at secondcitykids.podbean.com. Again, you can follow us on all the stuff. I repeated it earlier in the show and at the beginning of the show. So please. Check us out there uh, and all that good stuff. And for all those who tuned in on Periscope, you are awesome and wonderful people. Thank you and have a good day, ladies this, and gentlemen. This uh, show has been brought to you by Kevin, our guitarist, who has postponed brand practice about two and a half hours. Yeah. Thank you, Kevin. I'm not sticking around for that. Fuck you guys. All right. <laughs> Take see you later. Take it later, guys. <laughs>